Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me. This guy's been missing in action, hitting the mic all over the place. John Wayne, that's right. Not missing, not gone, just everywhere. That's right, folks. I'm here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, especially if you're new to the show. Maybe I just met you at a convention or a, a show or one of the, the, the markets I've been doing lately, which there have been a lot of. Thank you so much for checking me out and uh, listening to the show. And everyone who's been listening forever, thank you for tuning back in. I know, I know, I know. I, w- I was gone for two weeks. I didn't have a show up I apologize very, very much, but don't worry, I'm giving you all of the lowdown, everything that happened, everything I did, all of the good stuff. If you've been following my social media, which you should very much, at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, or just John Wayne Communale on Facebook, you'll know I've been very busy doing a lot of things, having a lot of things going on, and I can't wait to tell you about them all. Now, I know that I, uh, because I... Missed two weeks, and usually I update, uh, you know, as I go weekly on the shows. I'm actually going to do two episodes, so I'm I'm not going to combine uh the last two weeks or or two and a half weeks into one episode. I'm going to give them their individual episodes because there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but I am here. I'm back in the Neon Palace of Sin in beautiful, fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right. I am here um, once again uh, doing that uh, recording in my my office here where I love to be. Uh, and, and be Well, I love to be everywhere, but I, it's nice to be home after uh I was out. I was gone. For, I was on the road for 24 days this past little run here, but but it was good and busy and and a lot of great uh, stuff happening. So um, let's see. I am here, like I said, in my office. I'm, I'm not drinking coffee because I've been uh, very busy. I drank a pot of coffee already this morning. Um, as I'm recording this, I just got in from the road from driving uh, last night. Um, the evening prior so when i got up this morning i uh, i've been organizing i had to you know i sold a bunch of books so i was repacking and organizing my inventory getting it ready to go right back out um this weekend to la where i will be at um uh well i'll look at my calendar and talk tell you uh, here in a second but uh, i'll be at an awesome krampus event in pasadena i believe the pasadena convention center um is where i'm going to be uh, but I was getting all that stuff together and um, getting ready for for another time on, on the road, and now I'm I'm getting to sit down. I just ate some wonderful pho uh, with the lovely Scarlet, and now I'm sitting down to record um, and 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 get that going. But I've been very busy since I got home, just keeping it all going, get get it together. Um, let's see, where am I next week? Now now that I'm uh, all, all akimbo and all a flutter. Um, <laughs> seasons screamings in Pasadena, California, second, third, and fourth. I will be there. That is what I'm preparing for. And that's going to be a big one. Um, <clears throat> I think it's at the Pasadena convention center. You can go to johnwinnisdead.com for all the information there, but yeah, that's going to be awesome. I am, um, so I was doing that, but I am drinking a nice, this is a nice little bubbly water. This is a sparkling water grapefruit. Uh, very refreshing and a nice tall glass of just regular water on the side for dipping, as old Ned Flanders would say. So, yeah, just doing that. But I am here in my pipe uh, that is shaped like um, a lovely set of perky breasts is uh, a good bowl of blue dream I am smoking. And where I got this from, I did a lot of, you know, I took I took some weed with me, of course, uh, when I left on the road to from, from my, my favorite, most wonderful, the best, uh, in my opinion, a dispensary in all of Las Vegas and perhaps the world oasis. Um, I, I I stocked up, and of course I went through all of my 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 uh, stockhold stockhold stockholms, my Stockholm syndromes. Smoked it all away. Uh, picked up some stuff here and there on the road. I did get some a uh, little bit in Chicago. We'll talk about that. Uh, but I what I'm smoking right now. I do want to give this this dispensary a shout out because um, this is I was driving through New Mexico yesterday afternoon. And uh, saw the sign. Uh, I saw the sign. There's a, a, a billboard on the side of the road as I was driving, and it says, uh, you know, downtown dispensary Tucumancari. 
and it just says like you know two miles up so i was like hey let's go in there so scarlet scarlet was actually driving at the time i was just pretending to drive with my little pretend steering wheel on the side uh but i saw the sign and we we pulled down in there and it's it's a newer a new place it's small um uh, the 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 uh, women who were there that helped me were very nice. Uh, Katie was one of their names. I can't remember the other one, but I got some Blue Dream uh, half gram joints from them, and I also got a couple other joints. But uh, one I'm looking at right now was uh, a White Widow uh, with what is that? Don M something. Uh, Dom M plus White Widow. Uh, yeah. So this this guy this this uh, this little guy is gonna do me well later. But I'm, after I smoke this Blue Dream, but it was a cool little dispensary, and they were very nice. And I like to try new places when I'm on the road. So if you're driving through New Mexico and you see the sign for Downtown's Dispensary Tucumancari, I say give them a stop because you won't regret it. But uh, I'm veiling very fine um, from this little this little uh, pipe I'm smoking right now. Okay. Hello. But um, more than that, I'm happy to be back and happy to be recording another uh, episode for you guys. Um, let's see. Shouts out to all of my Patreon people. Speaking of being on the road, speaking of driving around, speaking of all this traveling, I could not do it without everyone's support and help and especially uh, my Patreon people. Thank you so much for uh, not only supporting me every month, but for you know keeping me alive out there. Uh, it, it, it means the world to me. If you'd like to check out what I have going on on my Patreon, uh, maybe throw your Uncle Johnny a couple extra bucks every month, you can go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead, or just go to johnwayneisdead.com and click the Patreon button, and the links will take you right there. You can choose one of the tiers of things I have available uh, to subscribe to, plus every month, uh, every month, um, you could subscribe, it pays every month, but on the wall, you get uh, access to a lot of uh, videos that I've been posting lately of of uh, performances that I've been doing on the road, readings, uh, fun little things, um, the recording studio that I, we were just recording, uh, updates like that, plus access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, in which I talk to other artists from all disciplines in all walks of life in uh, all parts of the country as I'm out there on the road and it's a very fun show there are well over 100 episodes of that available on there so you can listen to all the back episodes uh, when you join and just and then stay current and um I really truly appreciate it and learn a lot there's a, a lot of uh, awesome author um uh, Authors, yes, but artists on that show, uh, actors, musicians, comedians, dancers, uh, every uh, all kinds of people are on this show, and I love it. Um, so please check out my Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Dead or go to johnwayneisdead.com uh, and just hit the Patreon button, and it'll take you all right there, laddie. Okay, I think that Blue Dream is doing the trick and getting us right where we need to be for where, why we want to be there. Yes, that's right. Uh, so thank you to all my Patreon people. Please check out my Patreon, but thank you guys just for listening to the show. Spread the word, uh, share a link, um, you know, sh- uh, retweet one of my tweets. All of that stuff helps uh, so much. It, uh, I, I couldn't uh, appreciate it more. Keeps me going out there, Keep keeps this train on the track. So thank you guys um, oh so much. So uh, let's see, what else have I... So I... Um, I did that. I, I've been crazy busy, but of course, I, I have to, to say thank you to everyone who has picked up my new book, Deadline, already. And if you haven't, please give it a give it a shot. Give it a chance. I'm really trying to get that out there really big. It's gotten some very, very uh, good feedback from, from readers so far uh, that have sent me some uh, DMs about it. And I, I really appreciate the feedback and the, and the kind words. So please check out my new novel, Deadline, first release from Awesome Dude for Life Press. Deadline, it's about a voice actor named Cody who has got a chip on his shoulder and as he, as he has uh, achieved a lot of success very quickly in his career as a voice actor and he is uh therefore created this lifestyle for himself and and worked hard to place these things there for him in in the way he likes to live and to maintain that lifestyle he thinks he's going to take a quick job from a different agency and when he does everything he has worked for is cut off and taken away 
just like that from his career. Uh, it is um, much more bloody than that. There's cataclysmic results. It is very, very fast paced. And um, I'm very, I had a lot of fun with this one. So I hope that you will check it out and enjoy it as well. Check out the video. I also posted, uh, I did a nice little video uh, kind of trailer, book trailer for this. Uh, that is on my uh, Facebook. It's on my Instagram. It's on my YouTube page. Just uh, you can find it up there, and it's um, it's a lot of fun to do. And I got to you know I got to run around with a knife and blood and a bloody microphone and a bloody face, and it was awesome and it was very cool. So thank you guys for checking out my new book and, and always uh, reading my stuff. But if you have not checked out my new one, please, please, the holidays are coming up. Why don't you grab a copy of Deadline? You can get it from me, from the John Wayne is Dead shop on my page, or, you know, you could get it uh, anywhere, you know, on Amazon, all that good stuff. I appreciate any and all support. Um, so, uh, also, what just dropped, beep, 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 boop, to today, this morning, I dropped a new bookmark design. I know a lot of you guys out there and uh, have been collecting the the bookmarks that I do, and uh, other, if you're like, what are you talking about? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I've been... Um, for a couple of years, maybe a year and a half or so now, or something like that, putting out these metal bookmarks that are um, iridescent, they're holographic, they're my art, and they're signed and numbered, and they're only limited to uh, a a certain quantity. The the last uh, three designs I've done, I've limited to 115, and the seven before that were limited to 100 uh, pieces only. So once these are gone, I do not reprint these. I don't make them anymore. They are signed, numbered, and gone. So those are up there on the on the site as well. Um, and if you catch me this weekend or next weekend or the weekend after that, one of the uh, last three shows I have this year, then you can pick one up in person. But those are, it's very exciting. Those are out there. I, I love making those and I'm uh, always jazzed to see uh, how, how people, you know, grab them up and, and try to get them and, and, and think they're cool. So that's very cool as well. Uh, so like I said, uh, I'm just burping and jiving and shucking all over the place. Um, yeah, it's been a very busy, busy time. And I usually do my best to record while I'm on the road. I certainly did have all of my uh, gear and contraptions with me. But it just, uh, the, the, I don't know, it's just, I was thinking about this before, I was taking my, my pre-show notes, and it was just like, it just, the time just didn't, maybe the situation and time, nothing seemed to lend itself in the moment to sit down and record, and um, for whatever reason, I don't know, but I am, I'm making it up to you now, I promise you, uh, oh, oh, very, very much. Uh, that I I will be uh, cranking out some episodes and, and some special uh, content here as well. So um, let's see. Uh, okay, I think we've got uh, that down. What else do we have here uh, that I wanted to update everyone on? Oh, here we go. Tarot deck update, guys. I know. I've been talking about this forever. You're like, we're sick of hearing it. I'm sick of hearing it too. It's just, but it's been a pain. It's been a pain in my ass. If you've been keeping up with this uh, situation, real quick recap. I have, uh, over the last year, more than a year, drawn and and completed this entire uh, custom tarot deck with my art. um, And it is... It's awesome. I love it. I've gotten a lot of good feedback on on the on the images, and it was a lot of fun to do. Very very near and dear to my heart. And finally, getting the ball rolling as far as getting it out there. Now, um, for uh, several weeks back, I on the show was saying like, "Hey, good news! I finally have the 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 test deck coming sent to me, being sent to me. I'm tracking it on my thing. It's coming from uh, this printer in Australia that I'm working with, and it's uh should be here by the time I get back from my next trip, and I'll be able to approve it or or whatever, or tweak what we need, and then we'll just you know hit the button and throw the crank and turn your keys like you're launching missiles from a submarine, and they'll just start printing off, and I'll I'll, I'll have them. Well. I also then came back and said, yeah, well, I they're coming from the Australian Post, so they're not coming through like FedEx or UP or nothing like that. Um, so it's weird, this weird tracking information that you get with it. So I um I uh so 
it attempted, they say that it was attempted to be delivered, and I was here, um, but I didn't hear a knock on the door. I didn't uh, hear anything. I Nobody left a little, like, uh, you know, wallaby or a, a you know a boomerang note that said like oh we missed you sorry good day you know like we'll be back tomorrow with another delivery attempt there was no other attempt to deliver this i i waited um a couple of days i asked my my post pr- uh, person if they knew if they could direct me in any way and she was kind of unsure she said it might be at the post office but i was like which post office and how do you know but so Anyway, it, it was very confusing, and then I I have this uh, app called like the Ship It app or something that um re- keeps track of like pretty much everything I order when I send out stuff from the John Wayne is Dead website. It tracks, it keeps, it's linked to all those orders, so it tracks all of those for me. So I actually know when they get delivered to the people that I sent them to as well, um, as you know the, the people who sent them uh, who are they're getting it can track it. Uh, it's pretty cool. So, but I looked uh, on this. You know, maybe this was at the beginning of November here, right before I left to 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 go um, out of town uh, to this last track I just got back from. And I was like, what the fuck, man? It got sent back. It's saying I was like, are you serious? They sent this back. It said returning to sender. I was like, they're sending this all the way back to Australia. Why? What? Why not send it back? So I'm you know, we're trying to talk to the company, you know, Scarlett sending some some emails to them. I, I get an email from one of the project managers to which to where they're like, hey, we sent something and, uh, you know, do you approve it or whatever? And I'm like, hey, guys, get your shit together. No, I didn't say it like that. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to do that. I, I here's all the, the steps that I've gone through. Here's here's the pictures. Here's this or screen caps from the the app showing, you know, the list of all the, you know, here how it breaks down all the stops that it takes. And here's where they sent it back. One attempt to deliver. And they're like, oh, no, wait, no, that happened. Oh, we're so sorry. And uh, actually, we're, we're really cool, like about it and took care of it very quickly. And now another one has since been sent. I am tracking it. It is coming over, and I will be here hopefully when it arrives, and it will be in my hot little hand. But uh, they gave me a refund and sent me out a new one so uh, for the tr- the shipping and all that shit. So it's like I just need to get this one so I can prove it. And then I was like, yes, I, I want to use you you, uh, you guys as printers. I just don't want this to be an issue of getting the, the product. So <clears throat> that is where we are in the tarot deck saga uh but you know it um i think it's gonna be all right guys because it just is no i can't i can't wait i'm I'm super excited to to uh to to see these i really want to see hold them in my hand see them um and, and get them out there to everyone and you know start doing readings again uh you know use my deck to do some readings that would be great and uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's all a process, but you know what? It, it's going to be worth it uh, no matter how long it takes. So uh, hopefully there won't be any more hiccups and we'll really get this this thing rolling with the tarot deck. But you know that I will be keeping you posted very, very um, much uh, all the time. So let's see here. Uh, um. I mentioned uh, earlier <clears throat> the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast, uh, which is on my Patreon, and I talk to different artists of all all kinds, um, and and every once in a while, and I do talk to some other authors who I love, who are very talented and are very amazing. Um, and this uh, week coming on the show is no exception. I talked to a very good friend of mine. He's been on the show once before, and he's an amazing author and musician, uh, Christopher Rufty. And he we he came on, uh, uh, had, had sat down with me, and we talked, uh, of course, about uh, writing, his new books coming out, what he's working on, uh, the Pillow Face 2 talk, uh, some of his music. But we also talked about his new website and bookstore, which he has launched, and uh, all very cool, very good stuff. So um, as some of you know or don't know, I like to play a little bit of uh, of the episode from the Patreon here on this show right right here in the middle. You can get to know my guest a little bit, check out their stuff, and hopefully you want to hear the rest of it and pop on over and join one of the any tier on the Patreon uh, on my 
Patreon wall and you'll get access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast when it comes out and all of the back episodes as well. So this week, like I said, I talked to my man Christopher Rufty and we're going to listen to a little bit of that right here. Well, I had a uh, just like a standard website that just had like my books and the descriptions on it and like appearances. And then Aaron um, Beauregard was like, uh, you know, you should do this, this store. And um, so I gave it a shot. And I'm glad. I, I mean, I, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. How So it launched like, uh, what, a couple weeks ago or a month ago or something like that at this point? Yeah, right. Right at a month ago. Yeah. We're actually coming up. We're in the fourth week now. So it's it's weird. It's something I've always wanted to have and never had. Yeah. And, um, you know, then thanks to Aaron, you know, he helped me set it up. And when I say help me set it up, he set it up. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. now I have one, you know, it's something, like I said, I wanted to do for a while. And I'm working on T-shirt designs right now, like a because uh, I have a working on a new pillow Facebook called Pillow Face Rules. I know we have and, to you know those that too. So, yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So, you know, you know, the Stephen King rules T-shirts like on Monster Squad. Yeah. And I think Triana even has like, Triana Christopher has Triana that. rules. Yeah. He, he, he yeah. I'm going to do a pillow face rules because it'll tie in with the book anyway. So because, is it but isn't it like double, is it a double thing? Because isn't it mean like does it because I took it when I saw you post that and I got really excited. I took it to mean like pillow face rules, like the rules of pillow face. Does it tie into that at all? Or, or is it just like a rule? Both. Yeah. Both? Okay. Both. Okay, yeah. cool. I was like, hell, it's not yeah. giving too much away, but it's going to take place, you know, at like a horror convention because Joel's older. They're reuniting Joel, you know, made up this story that's become kind of like a um, cult horror hit. And he's at a convention and then he sees all these fake pillow faces, but then there's also the real pillow face. So it's like there's a big chant, you know, pillow face rules, pillow face rules. That's actually the scene I just wrote this morning, actually. Hell yeah. <laughs> so for those people listening who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Pillow Face was a, a novel that uh, Chris wrote a few years back. Actually, how I discovered it. that was the first thing of yours I read. Um, and I was like, holy shit. Oh, wow. And, and this is and this the story is basically like a, um, a slasher slasher type killer uh, is befriended by a neighborhood kid. Um, who, you know, they have this very interesting relationship uh, and, and mm-hmm. it's awesome. And so now the second one you are in, currently writing, which I like, we were, that's what we were just talking about, everyone. So it's like, so the, the kid now is older. He's like written a book about Pillow Face, basically. Is that what it is? Or a uh, screenplay? It's oh, a okay. screenplay. Yeah. And um, it, so I, I kind of picture it, you know, like how Terrifier is, you know, it was like an independent movie that he had made but it's kind of you know building a huge fan base so he's at a horror convention and um don't want to give away too much from the first book but somehow you know pillow face ends up there Mm -hmm. at the convention and it's almost like pillow face is a celebrity you know so it just the friendships reunited but at the same time it's still like um it's almost like a high school reunion because it's been 10 years since I wrote that. Well, since that book came out, I wrote it 15 years ago, which is a blows my mind, <laughs> but yeah. Time um, crazy. Yeah. I wrote that when I lived in this tiny little apartment and my office was a uh, corner in the bedroom on a drafting table and yeah. I had a desktop computer set up on there. And that's where I did all my right before I was ever published. <laughs> and as opposed to now where like we, we commented earlier you're in the rough bunker uh somewhere in yeah a, i'm in the bunker uh, you're, you're ushered away in a closet where your family keeps you and <laughs> yeah. to, to bring you out and present you to the people i guess uh no yep, so, exactly <laughs> that's that's super exciting dude I'm, I'm very excited for the the pillow face rules and we'll of course be keeping updated on that at least uh through through my channels um but uh back to the website so what uh what all uh is on the website right now for sale um, right now, just like, you know, copies of the books and everything I did, I was selling a lot of, um, I just thought I would try cause I, I buy a lot of used paperbacks and stuff. And, yeah. um, so I put some of those on there cause I, you know, I've wanted to do a, uh, online used bookstore, like just horror themed. And, um, I put those on there and those sold out quicker than anything I think I put on there of mine. So I've kind of 
Is there anything else? <laughs> there? I might have to jump off the Zoom real quick and check it out. <laughs> and I've got more to put on there. I just haven't done it yet. But I was like, um, I did a sale on there for my books over um, Halloween weekend and sold out of um, like the lurkers and lurking season and anathema and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I figure while I'm waiting to restock that, then I'll probably put some more on there. Some more used paperbacks. Yeah, dude, I am. Um... That's something I met like live like where I live. There's a like there's no half price books or what I don't know. Is there half price books in North Carolina? Is that a thing? Um, if, if there is, they're they're not around me. Um, there is a used bookstore, but I have to drive about almost an hour to get to it. I know. I guess like half price books in the in Houston and in the South, they're like this this huge you know used bookstores that just have so much mm-hmm. and and it's great. You know, go and I would I loved to go into those those stores and grab like four or five of the horror, you know, trade paperbacks, you know, you, you they have just have such a huge section. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could just grab a few doesn't cost you very much. And I'd rip through them since I've moved. There's not like a used bookstore around me or any, there something opened like in Henderson, which is like North of downtown where I am, I believe. <coughs> so I'm going to have to go out there and check it out. I haven't been in town long enough, but there's this one bookstore that is very close to me, like two blocks away. And I, when, when Scarlett first like took me by it, um, she hadn't been there yet, but I was excited. She was like, Hey, we need to check this out. It's called the writer's block. It's a, um, it's a cafe and bookstore that's run. It's a, it's run by a literary commune. So they, you know, they like, I guess live above and I'm like, Oh, cool. That sounds really cool. I bet they'll have some. That does sound cool. Okay. So you go, so we went. And it's, you know, it's a pretty nice coffee shop. And we go and we start looking at the, the, through the books and it's just all like, I'm like, where's the like indie set or what is like, it's just basically, it was like a Barnes and Noble, like all like just mainstream, yeah. all mainstream books, just all like mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that at all. But I was like, where's the like rest of this? Like, where's the good stuff I thought I would be finding at, at, at a literary commune run bookstore. They, right. So, yeah. So then I'm like, as I, I go up to the one dude at the at the counter, I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? You know, what's the deal of this place? And he's like telling me and I'm like, so do you guys have like a, a local section or anything? Because I am a, I'm a published author and I just moved to town and I have blah, blah, books. And he's like, yeah, no, no, we don't have a mm. have a look. We don't do a local section. And I was like, oh, OK. He's like, yeah, we, yep. used, to, we used to have a zine rack. But uh, we just took it away. It just was nah, just wasn't working. So and I was like, so <laughs> so there's nothing local here at all. And he's like, no, no, we don't. And I was like, OK, cool. So that's weird. Anyway, it was off the beaten path. But yeah, I miss I miss having those those books get be able to grab four or five of them. So that's pretty, pretty sweet idea, especially, you know, you, you got enough of them laying around. Why not spread the spread the love out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and people are always you know, telling them what I want to do. They're like, well, I don't want to sell my books. And I go, yeah, but you don't understand. I have like three to four copies of a lot of the same titles. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, absolutely. You know, Start still. I would see them at a store, you know, for like like Ruby Jean Jensen for 95 cents. I'm like, I'm going to buy the whole selection. <laughs> so, you can find those fuck, those great deals sometimes out there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so is this like... Uh, with the, the site, you said you're doing some T-shirt designs and stuff. Is this like through uh, the, the Teespring setup or are you printing them yourselves or? Um, I've been I've been looking into that. Like I like I'll do the design myself. And from years of playing in bands, I've met, you know, some screen printers and stuff. And I've been checking with them because I'd love to have like a um, like a stock, you know, you know, like already set up and everything. And um, a girl I went to school with, she actually sells clothes and stuff too. And she said she would sell them at her shop oh, as well. Wow. She's going to start selling my books. There's going to be like a Christopher Rufty section there. Oh, shit. and um, yeah. So it's like, she a, does, a like a salon. Cardboard cut out of you next to it. Like, all it like, should be like my book. Buy my book. <laughs> or like one oh, of those man. wacky, wavy, inflatable tube men, you know, that looks it's like a, me. It, sort of. Yes, it's that. We have one of those out in front of the store going at all times. And then mm-hmm. you can and buy your section. It's the cardboard cutout. Five bucks to take a picture with it. Boom. Right. We're monetizing the whole thing, man. Boom. You don't even have to be there. To yep. Yeah. I love that's that. Right. <laughs> so you need to be my manager. That's that's what that's what we need. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can I could pass you off a good manager uh 
information so uh, we could all be on the same page. I um. <laughs> so did you say so like when I find yeah, that's another thing we have in common is we we both play in bands and have played in bands for for a long time. So when you brought that up, you said like, um, uh, shit, I hope my Internet doesn't cut out. Um, So it says like, you know, you said uh, having T-shirts printed and having them like uh, with you. The, I find that to be a double edged sword sometimes or like, a, you know, because you it's good to have the stock, but it's a lot of guesswork. Where you're like, oh, yeah, that's I, the thing. It's a gamble. I, I need like X amount of this size. And, you know, do I mm-hmm. do, how how big do I get? Do I get because when you start getting an XL and triple X, it's, it's more expensive to print those. They're usually a little bit extra. And uh, it just all depends because we would do like where we would buy. Uh, and what we have been doing is just, like buying like uh, on eBay or whatever, um, a lot of black T-shirts. You know, you can buy just like here's a lot and it's got X amount of medium, small, blah, blah, blah. And you buy those and then take those to your printer and print them. So then they don't have to charge you for a shirt. So mm. it lowers your costs like per unit. Uh, if you do it that way, uh, cause most printers will take the shirts. You just, if you bring them to them, but it's also, it's just like, man, sometimes you'll hold on to like some shirts forever. And you're like, why can't I sell these yeah. fucking last few shirts? That, but, but the immediacy too, and the quality control, I feel is better when you have someone print them for you and you, mm-hmm. you can hand it, you can hand it to a person, you know, if you're at the booth or whatever, as opposed to them going online. But like the, the trade-in is the trade-off is like just having inventory, having to invest in inventory, having to store the inventory, you know? Um, right. So, so that's like, uh, you know, so I have it both ways. Um. I still have a couple of John Wayne's dead shirts I need to sell through, but uh, we're looking at uh, putting something else out that I actually might physically have as well. So we're both thinking that same thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I've also learned that posters is a big gamble because um, I like posters. I like, I've always liked posters, you know, and, you know, doing the conventions, I don't know if you get asked, but sometimes I'll look at a certain book cover and go, oh man, this will look great as a poster. And like that one title for me has been Bigfoot Beach, um, my my Bigfoot book, and uh, the cover exactly I did. So I was like, you know, I own the art rights to this, so I could I'll just print a stack of posters, take them with me to the next convention, sell some. I haven't sold a single one, and I've had them for like the last three conventions I've been at. No one has bought one. <laughs> See, I love posters as well. Uh, again, dude, we're like two sides of the the, the coin here. Something like uh, I don't know if you remember in the old my old office, my entire uh, ceiling was covered in posters. Um, the entire like office was just covered in in posters. Oh, and a lot, sweet! And a lot of them were like uh, show posters. Like um, I did a, like for especially for all my bands, we did like eleven by seventeen show posters that we would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. And stuff like that. And so I would I would keep some of those, and then from some of the cool shows we'd go to or something, I'd rip one off and keep it. Hey, all right, that was a little bit of me and my man Christopher Rufty. Please check out his new books. Uh, the stuff that he has out there already and his website, ChristopherRufty.com. This is Chris with a K, K-R-I-S. And uh, yeah, you shan't be disappointed. And if you want to hear the rest of the episode, hey, hop on over to uh, Patreon.com slash John Wayne's Dead or just go to JohnWayne'sDead.com and follow that Patreon link. You can join any tier and hear all of the episodes. So, uh, but thank you. And please make sure you check out my man, Chris. Uh, he's, He's very, very cool and a great guy. So another thing, guys, uh, there's what oh. hello the Corey hotline yeah yeah oh the Corey hotline guys what is the Corey hotline well if you don't know it is a number you can call anytime day or night to talk to me john wayne leave a message for the show with any of your questions comments concerns anything you want to say and uh you can leave me the message and i will play it for you that number is 832-930-1347 that's right 832-930-1347 now sadly this week we do not have any calls and i'm gonna say that's that's my fault for being away for a couple weeks I, I take that one on. I apologize. But uh, if, if you've been keeping up over the last few episodes, we have been having a feud between uh, 
former professional wrestler retired and an awesome dude for life uh of course gator mcallister and uh, a duo what's, what's turned out to be a duo of gator haters that's right some shit talking gator haters uh if you want to catch up on that little drama situation you can go back listen to the last few episodes uh where the Corey hotline happens there is some juicy juicy beef going on where's the beef it's at the Corey hotline that's where it's been lately at least but you don't have to call just a beef you can call and ask any questions that you have or make comments or you know whatever you want to do just talk no big whoop 832-930-1347. That's 8329. Wait. 832-930-1347. I'm getting all verklempt here. Um, Okay. So, sadly, no messages. But I I, I hope that changes by next episode. Or maybe not, because I'm recording these. I'm recording two episodes back-to-back. So, unless someone happens to just call me in the middle of them. Uh, probably not going to happen, but we will still play the theme because I love the theme, guys. It's so fun, and um, and you know it, it hopefully will inspire you to call, or you can text if you're a little nervous or, or you don't want to hear your voice or you know you're disguised your voice because you're in uh, you know the witsec or whatever. Uh, you you just just text and and that's fine. I can read your questions or comments via text as well. Eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. Thank you. So we're just gonna move it right along, guys, to this week's uh, chapter uh, in my life and uh, what's been going on. We're gonna recap, like I said. So this week it's been very busy the last few weeks, but I'm gonna start begin from the beginning. This month, when I left, uh, all those weeks ago, as I was saying, 24 days ago, um, I I headed to Houston, Texas, uh, Dirty Third, Third Coast Shouts Out, to record a new record with uh, Chris Jett, my drummer and and fellow uh, musician and bandmate, Uh, and it was tons of fun, and then from there, I went to... Chicago, yeah, Chicago, the Windy City. Yes, I went up there for Days of the Dead Chicago. I also played a couple of shows up there and had a great time. So I am going to let you know all about that right now in this, uh, what I call the old Chicago recording back. So, like I said, about three weeks ago, I, you know, packed up my stuff. Uh, I've actually, you know, I've, I've been talking about this on the podcast that uh, Chris and I were going to get together to record a brand new John Wayne is Dead record. Um, you know, we have, uh, I think we did 12 new songs to record and um, I think we had maybe 14 or 15 and then I just cut it down to the 12 that I thought we needed to do. Uh, and, uh, Chris agreed and, and then I, I was heading down there. So the way, uh, we did, I, I had to go on this first part of this track by myself. It was just myself and Boney and, uh, we loaded up the, uh, the lovely Scarlet had to stay back here in, uh, Las Vegas to take care of stuff. Plus, uh, we were going to be just recording and not really having, you know, she was like, go do your music, you crazy manimal. Um, and, uh, I, um, that's what I did, but, uh, so I went down there, drove, made the drive down to, to, to Houston, just me and Boney. We made it and uh, got to Chris's house. And we, you know, immediately started getting into rehearsing and and, and getting uh, our chops back up and playing together. But uh, we, I don't know, it, it's one of those things, it's almost like a muscle memory type of thing. It was easy uh, once we started playing together. Like like I said, even mentioned on the show the last few times we've practiced when I've been in town or whatever, it, it comes back quite easy. Uh, you know, Chris, he, he does other projects as well. I'm always playing these songs here either at home or uh, at my booth and stuff. So it's not like we were like, what did, how did these go again? What are we doing? No, it's like, you know, we were familiar. It just It just came back really, really easily. And um, I know I, I had been especially, you know, going over the songs uh, here before I, I went down there trying to, you know, get my chops back up and, and ready to go. Because you want to go into the studio prepared, friends. That's the main anything I, wisdom I can impart to you about recording music. Go into the studio prepared. I know sometimes uh, when you're the big, bad, crazy, you know, awesome rock stars, just they, you know, come off and they have to go into the studio to, and write and record uh, all of the music. And that's a whole different beast. But uh, we were prepared. And 
this turned out to be um, something we did in the home studio wise. And, and because I, you know, I looked around at some places who, who I want to who could we work with this and that? And I was like, you know, who better to do it than us anyway. And I, I, I've got a, a pretty de- decent working knowledge of, of, you know, recording music and all of this stuff. So why not let us do it in the home studio? So we took, so I had some stuff I used, uh, you know, I used some software that I was familiar with and we, um, we approached it like that. So we did it. This is a very, um, I, one of the things I wanted about this record is if you listen to the other, uh, the record that came out prior, uh, this is a record is what it's called. It's on Spotify. If you haven't heard it, uh, just go to, you can, uh, search John Wayne is dead, all one word, no spaces, and it'll come up on Spotify or all streaming services. Um, that record was recorded and all analog. I've talked about it before on real to real tape through an analog board, you know, all this stuff. So it's got a certain sound to it. And I wanted to, I knew what I wanted this to sound like, and I wanted to get some of that sound, uh, you know, recapture that type of feel uh, in this record as well, but without necessarily sounding exactly the same, if that makes sense. So I kind of had this idea of how I wanted things to sound. And um, we did it very like, you know, this very kind of punk rock DIY type of way. I, I ran the drums all through, you know, the one board and then mixed them down because we only had like this, this two input kind of setup. Um, so I like to play around with the, the, the frequencies and the, the EQs and EQing in each drum, having Chris sit there and hit them one after the boom boom, 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 while I'm listening through the headphones and EQing and stuff like that. It was, uh, I, I enjoy that stuff quite a bit. So we, we got that, that took a little while, but I got a pretty nice, good sounding mix of the drums coming through both of our headphones and into the, uh, the board and into the software. Um, and then once, once we got that going, it was, uh, you know, it was easy. I, I, not easy. I'm, I mean, it was just, uh, it all, everything started rolling, you know, along pretty easily. I, uh, we did this all in our practice area, which is in a, a loft space, I guess is the best way to call it, uh, at, at, uh, Chris Jett's place. Um, and it's of course decorated awesome. It's all up band posters, you know, it, it, it just looks like a practice space. It's, it's very cool. Recorded in there and has a bathroom. So Chris is over there by his kit doing the drums. I'm in the bathroom. Uh, with the door closed, you know, doing vocals and guitar and that, you know, so he can hear those. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, I was pretty impressed with us getting it all set up there. I have to say, you know, um, I, I never doubted it for a second. I, I, Chris, I think he, he was a little nervous a couple of times. Like, are you sure you know what you're doing? And I was like, yes, dude, watch. And it worked. But, um, yeah, so we, we knocked out all the drum tracks and that was very, uh, very cool. And then, um, over the next couple days, we, uh, we did the rest of the, the, the instrumentation. Now this one on the last album. So if you're not familiar with, with how John Wayne is dead, my band is, it's just me and Chris. I play guitar and sing. He plays drums. Uh, when we play live, like at a full, like electric set, I play through three different amps, two different guitar amps and one bass amp. So all of those are kind of you know, dialed in together to give this full sound, uh, through when I'm playing, you know, with that, cause there's not a, an actual bass player there playing a bass line. It's all coming through one instrument, um, through three different tones that I've sculpted together, if you will. So that was how the last album was also recorded. Just all guitar coming through the different amps and all of that. Now I wanted to, on this one, actually have a bass on there. So that was going to be something different um, in the approach to recording this record, as well as um, I did two separate guitar tracks. So the the main feel of this album is it is an it is an acoustic record in that I'm playing acoustic guitar. Uh, Chris is still playing drums. He's playing with uh, uh, dowel rods. But it's it's still pretty ripping. It's it's you you'd be like this is acoustic, I think sometimes. But um, no, it's got that that real, you know, wood grain sound of of the guitar and the bass. Um, so I did. So anyway, I'm gonna hit myself. I did two guitar tracks. One like a cleaner acoustic, like this is an acoustic guitar, 
then another guitar track that was also through my acoustic guitar, but I made it much dirtier sounding, um, not through overdrive, but just through, vol- I mean, I overdrove it through the volume, just with volume. I didn't, there was no added pedal or anything added to this guitar. It was just, um, just with the volume of a, a little pig nose amp and the guitar volume to just make it break up and sound a little dirtier. So I have those two, so we have this clean, nice acoustic guitar track and this dirty, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of cra- overdriven uh, acoustic guitar track. Then I played this bass. We borrowed this bass uh, from one of Chris's friends, Sean, I believe, or Shane. I'm sorry. Uh, now I'm high. I forget. But thank you for the bass. It was a Stingray Music Man bass, and uh, those are amazing. And I sat down and I just, um, I didn't get, any, I didn't do anything fancy where I was like. You know, I'm not flea, I'm not slapping the bass, I'm not doing like um, octave lines or different runs or playing against the beat or anything like that. It really, I really wanted this to just be like just a driving, this this album to just drive every song, drive, 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 go, um, was the feel. And that I think, you know, was captured pretty, pretty successfully, in, at least in the recordings. We'll see in the mix downs, but um, no, I'm, I'm, you know, in what I've mixed down and listened to so far, I'm pretty happy with as well. So uh, I, it was a lot of fun putting that, the bass down on there uh, and just kind of sitting down there and just like chugging along and um, and, and doing that. So then we did that. Um, and then I think the last, the, the, did we do all the vocals? Maybe we started doing vocals and then it was like, ah, we're tired and high or whatever. Let's go. Ugh, let's go do whatever. So we did the vocals um, the next day or something like that. So uh, the last day that we recorded, and you know that it, it, that took the longest as it does, but it, but still not not super long. I mean, we were prepared and uh, busted them out, and I I you know wanted them to sound a certain way as far as like the tone out, like the way they were recorded and stuff. I think we captured that pretty well, and uh, I'm excited. So. Uh, you know, that was um, pretty awesome once we got that that nailed down. And then while I was there, as well as recording this record, um, I got to do some other fun stuff. Now, this wasn't like a go f- party, have fun and see people visit type of situation. I, I saw very, you know, a few people um, that I could see. But like I said, this wasn't like a party visit. It was work. I had to record this album um, and all that stuff. But in the meantime, in the midst, I did managed to do a few things like uh, I did get my the other side of my neck tattooed, which I was uh, very much been looking forward to and waiting for a while to get. And if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. My, my good friend Dana Graham did it and uh, or just follow her at at Octoburros on Instagram uh, for her tattoo page. And if you're in Houston, hit her up and uh, make an appointment uh, with her because she is an amazing tattoo artist. She's worked on uh, several pieces for me, including the other side of my neck she did. And um, I think she's great. So uh, she gave me a very cool Marceline the Vampire Queen, which I've wanted for quite some time on this right side of my neck. So I managed to slide in there and get that done um, one of the evenings after we'd wrapped. And then uh, also, um, I this was very cool. Made a, a triumphant, what I think, a triumphant return to grown-up story time. Um, and then I sent in a story that got uh, accepted, and I happened to then realize I would be in town for the show. Um, so it was cool. I got to go see Grown Up Story Time at the Continental Club in Houston, where they moved it. They no longer do it at Rudyard's. And um, so new venue, different venue. I mean, I've been to the Continental Club a bunch of times. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see it there, and it was packed. It was There was a lot of people there. It, w- it was very cool. Um, cool to hear my story. Chuck Vaughn read my story. Shouts out, Chuck. Did a great job. And uh, it was a, an adventure of uh, one of the adventures of Nick and I, um, one of the la- latter Vegas adventures we've had over the last probably year and a half. But uh, you can check it out. At, I know they post the um, videos of, of the of the performances on the Grown Up Storytime YouTube page. So I think it's Grown Up Storytime Houston on YouTube. Is if, if you search that, you can check it out if you would like to uh, listen to Chuck read my story. Uh, but it was very cool to be back to that. And then from there, I went and met Chris and then his buddy at... Uh, a place I've never been to, a newer place in Houston called, uh, I forget what it was called even now, the Something Social Club, but it was badass because it was all like satanic inside and skulls. Uh, but we saw uh, Hank Williams, the third son's band, 
So it's four in the strange band or Ivy in the strange. I don't know what it is, but it's the Roman numeral for four and the strange band. So I'm not sure, but it was very cool. We got very uh, intoxicated and did not drive. His buddy drove the two of us and we had a good time, but we were very hungover the next day. I'll tell you the next day it was a, but like a just a Jesus Christ, I can't do anything kind of day. And um that was just uh that was how that went. But those are the couple of you know, few little fun things I got to throw in there while I was there recording the record and um and getting that done. Uh also got a few initial mixes done and, and we were pretty happy with with the way those things were sounding and it was very, very fun. But I digress because I had to then drive on off to Chicago, Illinois, uh, after we did that. So I I think I spent uh, nine days or ten days there with Chris getting this all taken care of and and that kind of thing, rehearsing and, and recording. Then I, I drove up to Dallas, uh, Dallas to Chicago for a Days of the Dead uh, convention as well as an in-store performance uh, I was doing with my friends from the Horror House, um, which is a store up there in Chicago. Um, so, what, uh, where, hold on, do I have the thing? Oh, I do. Boom, I got it right here. Uh, before I forget, the Horror House, if you know, uh, if you're in the Chicago area, it is located at 2911 West Belmont Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, West Belmont Avenue. Uh, very cool. So, Boney and I went up there. Scarlett was going to meet us up there, but uh, it turned out she had some other work to do here in the Vegas area. So she uh, ended up not being able to meet me until Thanksgiving Day, which will be talked about on the next episode we record after this. But back in Chicago, it's so I was like, all right, well, Boney and I got this. You know, we get there. We drive. It was not a bad drive, 16 hours. We zoomed on up there, uh, staying at a, this. You know, I've, I've done the Days of the Dead Chicago show several times now. Maybe this f- the fifth time I've done it or something like that. Um, and I, I love, I do love it. I love Chicago. And so this is at the Rosemont Hotel. Like uh, Rosemont uh, is just kind of outside of, I guess, north of the city, but it's across the street from O'Hare Airport, uh, the O'Hare Airport. And I was at a didn't stay at the host hotel this time, but man, we were like. <laughs> not even five minutes down the road at this Motel 6. It was like a straight shot, like one stoplight. We were there, you know, so no no big whoop. Uh, very easy to get to. Um, and it was cold, dude. It was very cold, uh, I'll have to say that. Uh, but Boney and I, we, we made it through. Um, we got there, kind of like, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the morning or something after we were driving uh, Thursday. And uh, Friday got up uh, early in the morning, not super early, but early enough to get down to the hotel. And Boney and I got everything all set up there at my table. And um, we were right next to the Horror House guys, uh, my man Aaron and Vinny and Moe's. Uh, they were, we were all, all in a row, pretty maids all in a row um, next to each other. And uh, which was cool anyway, but also so that we could promote the show I was doing at their store on Monday after the convention. So we get all set up on Friday, and uh, I, you know, I might have done, uh, get done, got excited, took a couple more hits of acid, and uh, don't worry, things were we're fine. But it was a lot of fun. I was definitely feeling, uh, feeling pretty good. Uh, still sold sold books. Thanks to everyone who came out to see me again in Chicago. You guys fucking ruled. Uh, it was a lot of people who were like, "Hey, remember me from last time? I'm getting more books." And I was like, "Yeah!" So that was awesome. Uh, first night was great. Boney and I uh, had fun, and then we just went to bed. Right. Out. This was weird. Not weird, but before we were leaving, uh, a friend, my friend uh, Nikki, came up to me and was like, "Hey, before you go, uh, Chris Catan's wife wants to meet your dog." And I was like. Chris Catan, the mango, like, you know, he was one of the guests, um, Chris Catan's from Saturday Night Live and Night at the Roxbury movie and stuff like, you know, those characters he played. Yeah. But he has this like, yeah, 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 of course. So he has a young blonde, you know, large breasted wife who was very nice. Uh, I, I say all of those things with, uh, positivity behind them. And, uh, you know, I took Boney over there and, you know, sat down and she was, you know, she was very sweet and loved Boney, of course, because who doesn't love Boney? And then, so then Boney and I went back to the room and we went to sleep. 
uh, which was good. We got up the next day. It felt fine. Uh, no, 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 no. No, Saturday I was a little hungover. That's right. I was. But we managed to pull it together and then get to the show. Uh, no problem. So no harm, no foul. And Saturday was a good day. You know, I got my, um, you know, pulled myself together like I do because I'm a professional. Uh, you know, definitely didn't drink very much uh, at all. No, nah, I mean, the regular amount, you know, I, but I wasn't pounding them. I was taking it easy, doing some uh, other mind exercises and, and, um, uh, just work in the booth and getting to see people again that I haven't seen in a while it's selling books. And it was a lot of fun. Um, but also on Saturday, I got to judge the costume contest, which, um, I've been, uh, lucky to lucky enough to be asked to do, uh, these last few, you know, days of the dead shows that I've been at, uh, my man, Larry, who, um, is the, the main host over there doing a great job. Uh, so, but since, you know, it was just, just me, uh, Boney came with me. Boney judged as well. Sat on the the stage and everything, and in front of all the people, and watched all the the uh, the, the the costumes come by. It was great. Got to see uh, our friend Mary. Hey, Mary, shouts out to you. Thank you so much for coming to by the booth, and it was awesome to see you again. Um, you rule for sure. Uh, and Boney and I had a great time doing that, and we. hung out for a little bit after that and I of course played my uh traditional what has become my traditional uh Saturday night set in Chicago out at the in the little um not in the the Caddyshack restaurant but the bar uh rest the hotel outside my restaurant whatever for uh my good friend Juniper and her family who are awesome and amazing they brought pizzas and beers and uh, we had a bunch of people out there this time uh, for this for the show, and it was it was cool. It played about an hour, and uh, then Boney and I like f- did a French exit. We got sent home with a full belly and some pizza to go. Went back to our room and slept soundly and nicely. Got up Sunday feeling fine and dandy. And uh, of course, Sunday's the shorter day, so uh, we we rocked our way through that and um, had a good Sunday. It started off slow, but we finished we finished strong on Sunday. I'll say that for sure. Uh, so I do appreciate everyone who came out and, um, you know, if I just met you for the first time there or people who came back to see me, a lot of people were there uh, specifically to get my new book deadline and it was awesome. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a very cool show. It was awesome to see people, uh, again, of course, all my family and, uh, and of course to see the, the people that have been supporting me, my, the readers and, um, the new readers, uh, that are just getting into my stuff, uh, you guys, you know, I, it was it was awesome. So I, I felt very full of uh, warmth and love and, and everything leaving there su- Sunday, but I also was very full of tiredness, and so was Boney. And we went back to our room because I was like, dude, all I want to do is take a hot shower and smoke a joint in bed while the football game's on. Even if I'm not watching it, I just want football to be on in the warm room and eat some food and sleep. And man, did I ever. I went back to the room, took a shower, uh, door dashed some, or Grubhub, or, or Uber Eats, one of those things, uh, some Taco Bell, uh, you know, on a bu- ball on a budget, you know. So I got some burritos and a, a, a crunch wrap Supreme with black beans, of course, and it was amazing. And I, I, I had a football game on. I don't know who was playing. I think maybe I was awake for six minutes of it, but... Uh, it was good, so, but then I got up Monday, and uh, you know I was playing that night at the shop, the horror house shop. Um, so Boney and I took a good walk in the morning, and I got some writing done and uh, warmed up, uh, rehearsed, and then I went to meet uh, Vinny and Mose uh, over by the shop. We we're gonna have some some lunch and some drinks early in the afternoon. Not, I mean, the show was at six, so we met met about two, um, and. Uh, Interestingly enough, when the when the guys got to their store that morning, the um because they're usually closed on Mondays, they're opening Monday. You know, they were just having a Monday afternoon thing for the the in store performance and like a special sale. Well, the city like was jackhammering the whole sidewalk in front of their store, so they had like it was they had to have like special I don't know like tape and like safety stuff. And they're like, what the fuck? And it look just looks like 
you couldn't even get into their store, like if you were driving by or whatever, because it's a badass shop, by the way. I'm telling you, Chicago friends, or if you're going through Chicago, you got to stop at the Horror House, man. Check it out. West Belmont uh, Avenue is where it's at. So, um, um, and so we're, that's fine. We're, we're at this place across the street, um, the, the Kuma Cafe, I believe it's called. Nice little bar. Very cool. Uh, they were very, very fucking cool. Let Boney and I in. I met some friends of Vinny and Moe's, and we, uh, we sat there, had some beers and some some laughs, and and then uh, they decided, you know, talk to some other people. Down the street was another bar, just up the, you know, not even a block away from the store called Reed's Local. And uh, the guys talked to them because they're, since their sidewalk was busted up, they're like, hey, why don't we try to move the show down there so people don't you know, think that nothing's going on or just, you know, drive by or makes it, you know, plus they were nervous about people trying to, cause I mean, the sidewalk was like jackhammered away. It was just like pebbles and, and dust and shit. Now it was fucking weird. I don't, I don't know city shit, man. But, um, by that, I mean, when the city does their shit, they're just doing their shit. So it was kind of, it was paying the ass. I, I hope that those guys got it figured out. Cause they were honestly like, well, how do we even open the store then tomorrow? But, um, people at Reed's local, that this bar was cool. See, this guys, this is another one of my, the kind of bars that I like. If you if you've been listening to me for a while or following along, these dingy bars, these kind of divey, dirty bars, it was awesome. There is uh, some pictures on my Instagram of of like the little you know performance area, little disco ball, this cool little moon in the background. It was pr- pretty fucking dope. Just this small little space, neighborhood kind of bar, um, two dollar hams beers which were amazing and uh they had a they had a pa and a guy set up little you know some some mics for me and i just went to town played for again played for about an hour um and uh, 25 to 30 minutes of that set is actually on my patreon hey another reason to go check out the patreon is a video of me uh playing there playing the show there at, at reed's local so you can kind of check out uh what how that went but it went awesome and um especially for it being moved kind of last minute to that bar. But good news was they were the, the, the people at the bar were awesome and they uh, are uh, happy to have me back anytime I'm coming back through. So now I know uh, being able to look out further, um, I'll be able to contact them and we can set something up even uh, m- with much more time in advance to promote and make it even bigger and better. But, I, but it, was a, it was an awesome bar. So I would suggest... When you go see the Horror House shop uh, out there, when you're in Chicago, you walk across the street, grab a beer at the Kuma Cafe and maybe some fries or something, and then uh, walk down the street uh, to Reed's Local and have another couple beers and then, uh, you know, see where the night takes you. But um, yeah, so it was it was a great show, sold more books, uh, even sold sold uh, one of my canvases there uh, at that show. So that was that was a nice uh, little bonus uh, there for um for the old pocketbook for sure. But uh, I appreciate everyone who bought stuff and checked out the books. You can also find my books. They are in the Horror House now. Signed books, limited copies they have. Um, they're in the shop now. So that's uh, that's another thing to uh, be excited about and to go check out the Horror House shop, guys. Uh, but no, it was a great show. I had a great time. Uh, went back to my room and Boney and I, hey, we hit this. We hit the sack. We, we high-fived. That was another thing. Boney was just chilling like a villain, man, in the bar, Hanging out while his old papa's up there playing. He's just chilling. Like, he's just cold chilling, dude. Loving it. Loving every minute of it. We went back. We uh, we we, we forced ourselves to go to bed and, and get up uh, as early as we possibly could, which was around like 7.30 or 8, I think. Um, this is a funny story, too. Just a little before we get out, uh, because uh, we're going to wrap up this end of the story here because the rest of the story will pick up on the next episode. But... You know, we have to go the next day. We're leaving. We're driving back to Houston, basically, just the north of Houston where my dad lives uh, because we were going to have Thanksgiving with him. And then I have a show. I had a show in Austin that I'll be talking about um, on the next show the week after, you know, the weekend of Thanksgiving. So I was going back there Thanksgiving and then to us. So Boney and I get up. We go across the street. And uh, there's there's a shell station across the street. I pull in. And I, uh, I'm looking for just somewhere to get coffee. So I t- type in Dunkin' Donuts to my thing and I'm hitting like the closest one. I'm like hitting like 
go. And it's it keeps saying, you have arrived. And I'm like, what? And I'm get, pumping gas at the shell. I'm like, go. Like, wh- how, where is this? What? Because like, I want to see, where do I need to pull out? You know, what direction do I need to go when I pull out of this dry- parking lot? And it's like, you have arrived. And then it like I'm like, what the hell? And I'm hitting it again. And it's trying to convert it now from driving to walking. And I'm like, why is it walking? I don't know. And I... And then uh, I look at it and I zoom in on this location and I look next to it and I see there's like, I'm like, wait a second. And I look at where I am. I look at where the shell is. I look at where this is, this Dunkin' Donuts is. And I'm like, hold on a second. And I just peek right around the front of the shell and it is, it is directly right now on the very other side of the shell station where I'm getting gas. It is right there, like right there. And I was just like, in a, in a tizzy with my phone, like, stop telling me, no, where, yeah, yeah. right there. So I got coffee, and then Boney and I hit the road uh, to go back pretty much the exact way we had just come uh, for another adventure, which um, we will talk about on the next episode. All right. Hey, guys. That was my uh, album recording Chicago wrap up uh, for this uh, this this wonderful time that it is. So thank you guys for checking out another episode. Sorry I was gone for a couple weeks, but I'm back with all the hits and the shits. Uh, thank you for. Uh, checking out my Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead or go to John Wayne for all your John Wayne needs. You can go to Patreon, hit my Patreon up from there. You can go to my shop and buy books. You can buy from my apparel line all right there at John Wayne Don't forget to check out my new book deadline. Don't forget to grab a new bookmark before this design is gone. This is, I call the puking skull arm uh, bookmark and it is it's this design turn. I mean, I love them all because they're all kind of different and cool. This one is really kind of caught my fancy right now. So check that out as well. Thank you guys for everything. Don't forget to follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or just go to John Wayne Communale on my Facebook. And I will, um, you know, hey, see ya next time. <laughs>